And uh, I'm so I'm excited about this text this morning. Acts chapter number three is, if you will, Peter's message. We've we've been talking a lot about Peter's preaching. And uh, Acts chapter 2, Peter preached. Uh, Acts chapter through 3, Peter's preaching again. Uh, but this morning, Acts chapter number 3 uh, is the tail end of Peter's message here in chapter number 3. So you've got your Bible, and uh, we're going to read uh, a, a little over 10 verses. So we're going to just stay seated this morning so you don't have to stand that long. But Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 17. Let's read together, if you will. Acts chapter number 3 and verse 17. The Bible says, And now, brethren, I wot uh, that through ignorance ye did it, and as did also your rulers, but those things which God before hath showed by the mouth of all, of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye, therefore, and be converted, that your sins be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, verse number 20. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive unto the, until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all of his holy prophets since the world began. Uh, ver, Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord uh, uh, your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall he hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear the prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and, and those that follow after are that as many as have spoken have likewise foretold these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindred of the earth be blessed. blessed. Amen. Now we're blessed today uh, because of the children of Israel. We're blessed today because of God. Amen. We're blessed today because of the Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> and verse number 26, the last verse we'll, uh, we'll read... We'll pray and then jump into the message, if you will. Verse number 26. Unto you first God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for uh, today. I thank you for everyone that's here. It's not by accident that we're here this morning. I pray that you'd bless our time together. I pray that you'd give me the words to say and the ability to say it. Lord, I pray that you'd take away that little tickle that's in my throat this morning. I, I pray that you'd, you'd take it away this morning. I, I thank you for this message. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for your life. I thank you for the prophecies that, that have been fulfilled. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we look through this text this morning, we'll go verse by verse, if you will, the best that we can. Um, uh, just by way of introduction, verse number 17, uh, though uh, through ignorance, though ignorance uh, ye did it, or through ignorance ye did it, 
uh, that ignorance uh, that he's talking about, they crucified Jesus. They took Jesus and they nailed him to the cross. He died on the cross for our sins. And it was through ignorance that they did that. What is the ignorance? That ignorance does not mean stupid. Uh, A lot of times we think if someone is ignorant, they're not stupid. Ignorant means simply they do not know. They did not know who Jesus was. They ignored the signs that were in front of them. Bible says in Hosea chapter number four and verse number six, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. Paul said in the New Testament in Philippians chapter three, he said, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. I thank God I have knowledge about Jesus. I thank the Lord that there was a preacher in my life, I got saved. I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. I'm not ignorant of the fact that Jesus saves. And you're here this morning. You're going to hear the fact of the, of the matter that Jesus saves. And you're going to hear that. You cannot walk away from today's service and being ignorant on the fact that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Because He is. And He will always be the only way to heaven. And we truly, we truly need to work on our life and our Christian walk so that we're not ignorant of the Bible. Now, many people are ignorant of the Bible. They just simply do not know what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about that? See, a lot of people have their own ideas of what the Bible says or have their own ideas about what the church should do or what the church shouldn't do. Uh, We try our best to to mold everything that I do, everything that I preach, I try my best to make sure it's within the confines of the Bible. I'm not going to reach outside of the Bible and preach because then it's my opinion. I'm not going to give, if I give you my opinion from the pulpit, it's going to say, hey, this is my opinion. And uh, it's just like your opinion. Uh, they don't, uh, all right? Uh, this Bible is what's true. This Bible is what's sure. This Bible is how we should live our life, not be ignorant of the Bible. What causes us to be ignorant of the Bible, what causes us to be ignorant of, of those facts, uh, simply not knowing, is we don't read it. We don't spend time with it. We don't read our Bibles. <coughs> If you are in school or if you've ever been in school, there were books that you had to read. There were things that you had to be familiar with. You're not, you cannot be ignorant of the spelling words that your spelling uh, teacher gave you. Because if, you if you are, then you will flunk that spelling test. As a Christian, we do not need to be ignorant of the Bible. God's given us His Word. In verse number 18, uh, this, is, this is the proof of whether the Bible's preached or whether the Bible's not. People are still ignorant. In verse 18, the Bible says, Show by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer. Do you know who preached that Christ would suffer? All of his prophets did. All of his prophets. See, uh, this may this be true still today is... The prophet, the preacher, the Bible, it hasn't changed. It will never change. It'll always be the same. And that word still needs to be the same. Christ suffered on the cross for our sins. And the old time prophets testified 
of what would take place. Isaiah testified. David prophesied. Clear back in Genesis chapter 3 or 4, he prophesied of Jesus dying on the cross. So all the Old Testament prophets told of it. And the reason they were ignorant was because they did not want to hear. The reason people are ignorant this morning that Jesus is the true way to heaven is because they're ignorant because they choose to not listen. Because when you stepped in here this morning, you made one or two choices. You made a choice of either to listen or to plug your ears. Maybe not physically. I may not physically. But spiritually, plug in your ears so you can't not. That preacher's talking to me, so I'm going to zone out for a minute. Let's think about this over here. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do when I get home? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat that roast and potatoes and carrots. and Right? That's where your mind goes so you don't have to listen to the preaching. So you don't have to listen to the Bible. Yeah, hey, that, it is going to be yum, yum. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be yum, yum. Woo! I may have to cut it short this morning. Ultimately... We choose to be ignorant of the Bible because we don't want to open our eyes and allow the Word of God to work in us. Paul says, number one, if you will, in the message this, this morning, sermon, uh, number one is we need to repent. In verse number 19, Paul, uh, Paul, Peter says, I said Paul, Peter, the preacher, in verse number 19, he says, repent, repent, repent. What does that word repent mean? You've heard, maybe you've heard that word. You've been in church long enough. Maybe you have or maybe you haven't. But the word repent, uh, it simply means to, <coughs> to feel pain or sorrow or regret from, for something done or spoken. So Paul, Peter, I keep saying Paul. Why do I keep saying that? Peter said, repent ye therefore and be converted. What was he trying to get them to repent from? What was he trying to get them to, to feel pain about and have sorrow about and uh, turn from something uh, about it? What was he talking about? He was simply talking about their sin. See, the, the only thing that can keep you from going to heaven is an unrepented spirit about your unbelief. Yes. There's only one sin that will keep you from getting saved. And that is your unbelief. Uh, when, when I got saved, I repented of my unbelief. This is the only sin you need to repent of for salvation. But after salvation, you need to repent for your sins. You need to have sorrow about your sins. You need to feel pain about the sin that you commit. If you are doing wrong and living wrong and you're, and all of a sudden the conviction of the Holy Spirit speaks to you, that's the pain and you need to repent from that sin. Why repent? Why repent? Why? Verse number 19. He said, repent you therefore and be converted that your sins be blotted out. Now, I know what was taught about in Sunday school this morning. But when Jesus died on that cross, he tore the temple veil when he resurrected from the grave. And he applied blood. He blotted out 
my transgressions. He took my sins and he covered it with his blood. So when I, here I am uh, over 2,000 years later and can reap the benefit of him applying the blood on the mercy seat of God, I can get saved and repent of my unbelief and my sins will be blotted out because of the blood that was applied at the mercy seat of God. My sins are blotted out And if you are sitting here this morning and you have unbelief in your heart, you need to repent so your sins can be blotted out. The Bible says in the Old Testament that our sins are buried in the deepest of the sea. The Bible says that our sins are cast as far as the east is from the west. (coughs) Why does it say east to west? Because here's, if you head north long enough, eventually you'll begin to head south. Yeah. Right? In the globe? Is that true? Yes or no? Yeah. If you head east around the globe, you'll always head east. There is no end to the direction of east. There is no end to the direction of west. So when I accepted Christ as a four, as a 12-year-old boy, he took my sins, my past sins, my present sins, my future sins, and he took them and cast them in the deepest and the darkest part of the sea. And he took my sins and he blotted them out with his blood. And he took my sins and he cast them as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered no more. That's what he did to my sins. And if you've accepted Christ this morning, you've repented of your unbelief, that's what he's done to your sins. Maybe you're sitting there this morning and you've never done that. Well, come on. At the end of the invitation, at the end of my preaching, I'll give you an opportunity to let him take your sins. And blot them out. <coughs> Peter tells them, You've got to repent. You gotta repent so your sins can be blotted out. Repent. As I said before, repent for salvation. But also we need to repent after salvation because there's sins that will come across. Sins that we'll do that we need to get rid of. Sins that we are involved with. Things that we shouldn't do. Places we shouldn't go. Things we shouldn't watch. Things we shouldn't drink. There are. And we need to repent for the sin that is in our life. We need to make sure that we have a clean slate before God. We shouldn't live as a Christian in outright, open sin against God. Let me say that again. We as Christians, I'm a Christian just like you are. We should not live in outright, open sin 
against God. Amen. You know it's wrong, but you still do it. Yes. It's called rebellion. It's called being wrong with God. Yes. Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. What does that mean? That God's not going to answer my prayer if I'm outwardly living on purpose in sin. That's right. He won't. Amen. He won't. If I'm on purpose living in sin and I know it's wrong. Right. Preach it, brother. We need to repent for salvation. But I'm going to tell you, once I get saved, let me say this, just in case you're not for sure. Once I ask Christ to save me, I don't ever have to worry about ever doing that again. Because the Bible says in John chapter 10, I'm not going to quote it right, so I've got to look at it just just to go. John chapter number 10 and verse number 29 or 28, the Bible says, let me get there, John chapter 10. He says in verse number, my father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man can pluck me out of the Father's hand. So when I got saved, I asked Christ to save me. I got placed in His hand. Not my hand, in His hand. And the Bible says, no man can pluck me out of my Father's hand. I cannot, even if I wanted to, lose my salvation. Because it wasn't based on what I did. It's based on what He did. What He did on the cross. How He shed His blood. And my sins have forever been blotted out. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed, sealed until the day of redemption. I cannot go to heaven because of Trenton. I can go to heaven because of what He did for me. So many people mistake the idea that you can lose it. You can gain it today and lose it tomorrow and gain it back and lose it and gain it and lose it and gain it. You can't do it. Because I did nothing to gain it in the first place. I've heard statements like this. Well, if she ain't going to heaven, ain't nobody going to heaven. Look, she can be good all she wants to. And she can do all the right things and be all the right things and go to all the right places and make sure she lives a pure and holy life. But I'm going to tell you, just like anybody else who's the most dirtiest and the most rotten and the murderer and the guy who's sitting in a jail cell serving a life sentence, is the only way you can get to heaven is to repent of your unbelief and ask Christ to save you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The same way the righteous woman gets saved is the same way the drug addict gets saved and the alcoholic gets saved. The only way it happens is when you call on the name of the Lord for salvation. It's repentance. It's the only way. It's the only way for me and it's the only way for you. Peter said, repent. Repent. And when you repent, you're placed into God's family. (coughs) Repent. You're sitting there this morning. Maybe you've never done that. 
Today's the day. The Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring. See, if we look at Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 19, he tells that they need to repent. But if you will, if I understand this correctly, verse number 20 and verse number 21, <coughs> and he shall send Jesus Christ, which was before preached unto you, he begins to testify or to prophesy of what will come. In verse number 21, 20, he says that Jesus will come. Was Jesus already there? No, he wasn't. He had already gone home. But in verse number 20, he begins to tell the, the Jews of what will take place. Verse number 21, whom the heaven must receive until the time of restitution. There will come a day. And I'm not talking about the rapture. And this is, I, I, I believe, I, 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 from what I understand is what I believe this to say is the re time of restitution is the, is the time when he will begin to rule and to reign, the new kingdom. And Peter was saying, you need to repent uh, and get right. Uh, one day Jesus will come back uh, and he will restore Israel. He'll restore of all things which God spoken of by the mouth of all of his holy prophets since the world began. One day, Jesus will come back. Not talking about the rapture. And he will rule. And he will reign. I believe that's what that's talking about. Future events. Things that will take place. I'm glad I'm on the winning side. Amen. Amen. Now, he tells them, number one, that they need to repent. Well, number two, he tells them a reprimand, if you will. He gives them a reprimand. Verse number 22. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall you hear in things whatsoever he shall say unto you. If you remember the story in Luke chapter number 16, the Bible, uh, Jesus tells the story how that uh, the rich man uh, and Lazarus lived their life and the rich man lives uh, sumptuously every day. He got whatever he wanted. And then the beggar sat at his gate uh, full of sores, the Bible says, and he begged for money. And the day came when both of them died and the rich man died and went to hell and Lazarus died and went to uh, what we would call paradise. Uh, uh, <coughs> and so what happened was, as he went to hell, he got to hell. And the Bible says, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment. You say, what do you mean by that? What are you, what are you going to... When, when he looked at Abraham, he could see Abraham afar off. He said, Abraham, have mercy on me that you may dip the tip of your finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in the flame, is what he said. Abraham said, look, I can't come to you and you can't come to me. Once you pass to that life, it's over. When you take your last breath, it's over. May I say to you this morning, when you take your last breath, it's over. You can't change your mind. There is no stop, collect $200. There is no stop to make sure that you're on your way to heaven. It is now that you make that decision. He said, Abraham, he said, uh, Abraham said, look, it's over. It's done. 
the rich man says, Hey, would you go to my father's house and tell him? Bible says, Abraham said, Well, they have Moses and the prophets. Verse number 20, 22, 23, Peter says, Moses and the prophets have told. They've given you a chance to repent. You, you, maybe you grew up in church. Maybe you didn't grow up in church. But this is your opportunity. This is your chance. Your chance to make things right. And the reason you won't make things right is your choice. There's not one person in here that can make you uh, accept Christ as your personal Savior. There's not one person in here who can make you repent except yourself. Peter's reprimand was to them was because they had the prophets and they had Moses and they ignored them. They plugged their ears and they didn't want to hear. They did not want to hear. When life ends, it's over. Verse number 22, he says, A prophet shall God raise up. And God raised up a prophet in Peter to preach the gospel to him. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and this is the first time you've ever heard the gospel. Can I say to you that don't reject the gospel? That don't reject the gospel. See, number one, Peter preaches to them to repent. Number two, he tells them a reprimand because they had a chance. They had a chance to get saved and they didn't. Number three, and I'm done, is the required What do you mean the required? Luke chapter number 12 and verse 48, he says, But he that that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten a few stripes. But whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. See, the Israelites, the Jews that were sitting in that service, the Jews that had heard that message, this was not the first time that they'd heard that message. This is not the first time that they'd they'd heard the Old Testament prophets and refused them. In verse number 25 and verse number 26, they were the sons of the prophets. They were the children of the prophets. They were children of the covenant. And yet they still chose to refuse the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse number 25, they were children of the prophets. Verse number 25, all kindreds are blessed because of these people. In verse number 25, verse number 26, watch what it says. He said, unto you first, unto you first, God gave them an opportunity to get saved. I'm, on, I'm going to end in just a moment, but I want to ask you something. Maybe you're already born again. Maybe you're already heaven bound. What will you do with what you've been given? Maybe you're sitting here this morning, you don't know the Lord. I'll ask you, what will you do with what you've been given? What will you do with what you've been given? Every single person in this room, we will have to answer to God for ourselves. 
When I stand before God, I can't stand there and say, well, well Brother Blackie, you know, I mean, you, you should have seen what he was doing over there. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that. And I can't, well, Brother Eddie, I mean, you should have seen him, man. I mean, Brother Eddie. No, God's going to say, Trenton, what'd you do? And I'll have to answer for me. And you will have to answer for you. What will you do with what you've been given? See, some of you in this room, I, I've been given a lot on the side of Christianity side of things. Um, I was raised in church raised to live right. At about four or five years old, I was in church, every service. I was given a lot on the side of the church thing, having godly parents, Christian grandparents, Christian great-grandparents. Look, I, I am very blessed. But what will I do with what I've been given? What will you do with what you've been given? You're given an opportunity right now to leave church in just a moment. What will you do with what you've been given? What's God given you? Well, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to be done. I will be done. Do you know the Lord this morning? Do you know for sure that heaven is your home? You say, I'm sitting here this morning. I have no idea if I'd go to heaven or not. You better make sure. Because here's your opportunity that's been given to you today. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you for this morning. I thank you for everyone that's here this morning. Lord, I thank you for everyone that was able to listen in this morning on the Internet. But, Lord, I also pray that you would, you would just give us a, a good response to the gospel. I thank you uh, for your blessings. Thank you for saving me. <coughs> Lord, I ask that if there's one person in